Welcome to the Best Work Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Henley-Smith. The goal of this show is to uncover the personal stories of successful software engineers, founders, thinkers and leaders who are all navigating their own working journey. Finding our best work is often a hidden journey, uncovered through an ongoing conversation with ourselves and the world around us. Every one of these episodes is packed with timeless ideas you can apply to your own life. In this conversation, I speak to Nicholas Jalla. Nicholas found work through Cord and now uses it to hire at Unibuddy. We explore finding work with high standards, doing less interviews at a higher quality and finding work through your network. This conversation is short and it reflects the way that Nicholas approaches interviews and interviewing. He searches for people who answer questions directly and don't oversell themselves. I particularly enjoyed learning how he found work through the pandemic and at times overdid the interview process. His story is not uncommon and his cautionary tale is a valuable universal lesson that sometimes less is more. So practically speaking, how do you go about finding where to spend your time? Well, I guess the important thing is to find projects that resonate with me. Um, I know that if I feel like at work I'm doing a difference for people, it's something that will interest me a lot, a lot more than uh, all other kind of areas where it's more, well, you do your job, uh, maybe you will see some value, maybe not, and then you get your, your salary in end of the day. Uh, I really want to feel like when I'm when I'm at the end of my work, I'm like, okay, I have some people, I'm proud of what I what I did during my work day, uh, these kind of things. When was the first time that you made one of those big decisions? I guess it was my second job um, where I was working to help making the hiring processes easier. So <laughs> I was working in a hiring consultancy firm and they wanted to make some kind of digital interface to make hiring easier to do, uh, easier to track. And now I felt it's interesting because I might use it, which is always like the first step for me to say, would it be interesting? Well, would I use it or not? And so it's already like, a, mm. I'd say a good way of knowing, okay, would, would it make some impact for people? How did you go about, um, what were the practical steps to find that job? So I guess this one was more through my network. Okay. So I, I, at my first job, I met some people that told me, hey, I know this company is like starting to build a tech tech team in this location so i met some of the already hired people there and said hey i'm interested mm. and we're like some kind of informal process and we realized we were a good match that's how it kind of started was it a network of friends or a network yes of, okay. yeah you must have friends in good places <laughs> well i it was it was fresh after uni, so it was uh, still people I knew from uh, from uni, and then that already had experiences where they made people at work, and they put us in uh, in contact. Got it. Okay. And 
in the subsequent decisions that you've made since, has it been a similar thing where you found works through your network or if you use different ways of, of finding work? Other um, than Cord, obviously. Yeah, so a bit of both. So after that, I uh, decided I wanted to move to the London because I was in France. Hmm. Um, and so that's where I started using Cord. And it worked quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, I arrived and then I had some uh, COVID arrived, so I got furloughed. Mm-hmm. So it was back to job hunting, which was uh, very exhausting at time. Um, and then one of my co-workers from my first experience told me, hey, I'm building a team, do you want to join? So kind of made it easier to um, find a job at the time it's interesting that that's happened twice yeah well, I guess I guess if you find people you like to work with and you feel like uh, yeah I'd like to have him in my team I guess that makes sense uh, to keep relationships yeah did you do anything to like open yourself up to those opportunities what did you make your own luck in some way yeah well um, I guess it was very random because uh, I just I uh, Randomly told him, hey, I'm looking for a job, do you know anything? Says, well, actually, I might have something, maybe try again one or two months. And try again one or two months later. And says, yeah, we were opening a position, so I can apply. And which, which company was that that you then joined? Uh, I joined Unibody, uh, which I'm still uh, working for. At the time, did you have any other offers on? Or was it just that one? I was looking for, but didn't find. It was difficult to find things that were matching what I wanted to do. Mm. Uh, technology-wise and project-wise. Mm. I guess it was a bit of a tough time for the industry overall. Could you talk through how you've gone about defining that? Because it sounds like you've got a pretty specific idea of what it is that you want to do. Um, how have you figured that out? Yeah, I guess there are like two big components. So there is the technological side, of course, because I want to, to grow my, my, my technical uh, skills and then there is the what's the mission of the company so when it comes to the mission usually I have uh, I'd say sectors when I'm not that interested more than you know uh, looking for specific sectors usually finance related things are not things that attract me a lot so which in London is a bit of a shame <laughs> uh, but yeah I guess Anything that then comes to me and says, hey, we're doing these things, I guess it's very hard on basis. You know? If I can see companies where I'm like, oh, what they do is interesting. And, and I've seen a lot of interesting companies uh, or job hunting, uh, then that makes me want to apply. And then I looked at the technology and says, okay, is it something I, I'd like to uh, learn or not? How do you go about working through whether somewhere is the right place so you can see it from the outside and work through the industry and stuff but when you start to meet people how do you go about working out okay yeah this is somewhere that i want to work or this isn't somewhere that i want to work i guess the people i meet during interviews are like a very first sign um i guess prior to that just looking for any kind of content uh of any company saying they're like some kind of blog post or Thing like describing how they work, these kind of things. Uh, definitely thing that can help. Getting the temperature, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, when you meet when you meet people that work there, you can um, easily get what the culture of the company is. 
practice how people champion it during interviews. How heavily have you weighted compensation at that point? Because it strikes me that you've spoken about the mission of the company and the technology. How heavily yeah. do you weigh the compensation? Uh, I'm not going to lie, compensation matters, of course. Because <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, I have my bills to pay. Uh, but that's not the biggest factor for me. Uh, it's an important one. I, I want to feel like I'm valued for the work mm -hmm. or the value I provide. Uh, but as long as it's, I'd say, the, what I consider like the uh, acceptable boundaries, then it's, it's fine. When you've been inside interviews, have there been any almost like tips that you've got when you're inside that interview that have helped you in one way or another? I guess one, we get one kind of tip I got, one realization I had was when I was uh, doing a lot of interviews and you're like, okay, I have like two interviews per day or something like that. Um, you feel like, yeah, I'm doing every interview and super motivated and giving, giving my best to everything. And then, uh, sometimes you get a rejection and say, yeah, you have a nice profile, nice background, but you don't feel like you were as interested as other people in your eyes. Okay, so there is this kind of interview fatigue that you don't realize you have. And it impacts the performance of your interviews and it's where like, okay, uh, I should change my interview schedule and do maybe less, but be sure that I'm like 100% 100 motivation. Uh, for each interview because when you do like 20 interviews like you're saying like roughly the same thing when you're describing yourselves when you start to get kind of tired of your own story and you're like just reciting your things mechanically and that's where you're you make less of an impression to the person that's interviewing you Are there any other signs that you're suffering from interview fatigue that you could notice and kind of stop yourself I guess at some point you start to feel it like you're kind of mentally drained and when you you have you arrive to the time like i have to do this interview you're more uh, i have to do it more than okay let's go let's get this job so mm. i guess you 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 start to fit in your mindset and it's it's a matter of picking up the sign and like being aware that it exists <laughs> what's been the most difficult moment for you when you've been searching for work yeah, I guess it was like during COVID because I had like a kind of a hard deadline at the end of the furlough. So it was either I find something either uh, without any resources, which was a bit stressful. Uh, so that was also the reason why I was doing a lot of interviews. It's almost like there's the more pressure that's on, the more interviews you do, the more fatigue. Yeah, exactly. And, and you get into this, uh, this cycle where I have to do more interviews and so you perform less well to the interviews so you don't get a job so you do more interviews that's uh it's a matter of realizing it and breaking the cycle has your definition of doing your best work changed at all i guess i was pretty lucky to have uh to work with very uh demanding people in my first jobs where i had very quickly a definition of doing my best that was a very high standard uh, and so i have a for a little story of that it was uh one of my first tasks in my first job and i'm 
doing my thing and my manager told me, hey, when you think it's ready, come to me, we can review it. And so uh, I come to him with what I thought was okay. And before he started reviewing, he asked me, do you feel it's your best effort? Is it your best work, the best thing you can do? He says, well, I think so. I said, well, if you're not sure, you can go back to your desk and make sure it's the best thing. Which sounds a bit rude, but um, looking back, it was a very good experience because it was not said in a malicious way. It was really, this is our standards and live up to the standards we have. And after a couple of months, I would only go to him if he's like, it is finished. I know it's the best I could do. And I guess ever since, that's what I've been working. If I'm like, this is the best I can do, I know it, uh, then I know it's... Uh, my work is finished, complete. Does that affect how you go about finding work? I guess in the sense that then I want to find places with this kind of standards as well. And also for myself, I'm like, I want to make sure that during the interview process, I'm also doing the best I can. Uh, and I guess the, big, the, the, the very intensive job search session have been a lot of learning in that regard because now I would do things differently and do a lot less interviews and just be a lot more uh, prepared or do a lot of preparation beforehand to be sure that when it comes to interviews, I have minimal work to do so I can just be at 100% all the time. There are two bits I'd love to dive into here. One is, what's the point at which you decide to leave a company? because it sounds like you have those clear expectations and kind of what's the relationship between those expectations and then for whatever reason deciding to leave if there is one um, and then uh, secondly like how how do you know whether a company that you're going into has has those standards I guess it's when <clears throat> I start to be a bit bored at work like usually it feels like um, I have seen everything that there is to see uh, or we've completed some kind of cycle. Like for example, uh, I had the consultant, the hiring consultancy firm. Uh, we built the whole platform to do all the hiring online and we started to be okay. We are the first version to release and like, okay, I was there since the start of the project. Uh, it's been roughly two years on here. Uh, Technology-wise, I've seen what I had to see. I want to try new things. And that's where I decided, okay, I want to uh, have a new experience. Um, and then to know if uh, the company I'm looking for uh, has the same standard as me. I guess it's a lot. Get the, I get information through discussions with the people that work there, uh, asking them how they work. Um, giving them my experience of how I work and, and then we see clearly if it works or not. Are there any questions that you ask, the particular questions that can get to the root of that faster than others? I guess even very generic questions like how are you organised, uh, how do you work, um, this kind of thing. I guess it's, it, it depends a lot on, on the flow of the conversation as well. Right? Um, if the person gives a lot of detail at first, I don't need to ask more detailed question. Uh, if he stays vague on some things like around, like 
um, how do you work together as a team, these kind of things. Then I will try to deep dive a bit more on these questions to know, mm. to get the feeling of how it's like to be in that team and like, would it be a good fit for me or not. And what's it been like now that you're on the other side? I guess it's very similar. Uh, I try to, I kind of know what I expect and I try to uh, blend what he expects and what I expect in some ways. Because uh, if you ask me questions, uh, I will give answers, but I'm also upfront presenting, this is how we work, uh, this is what we do, uh, this is what we expect of people. And then we can start a discussion on that, like if you have more questions or if you want some clarifications, I'm happy to give them. That's really, uh, I guess, being upfront, that's what I try to do when I'm hiring. Do you think that you'd make a better candidate, a better interviewee, now that you've got experience? And that you regularly yeah. interview people. Definitely, definitely, because I, um, I, I guess, I know more what I expect in terms of like storytelling when you're like presenting or saying these kind of things. Because uh, an interview is selling yourself in some way. So, and I, I, I see what are the things that works and that don't work when I'm interviewing people as well. So I guess that's. Uh, that's a learning experience even for the next time I'll be a job hunting. And what do you do if someone isn't a great storyteller? Um, interviews are well known for not being a great way to know whether someone is going to be excellent in that job. Um, and it almost kind of optimises the interview process itself for the extrovert who can tell the good story. How, how do you spot the... The, the people who go underneath the radar? I guess for those people, I will ask more questions as well to understand what they do, what are their experiences. And I'll just look for, um, you know, simple things like, do they answer the questions? Uh, because it happened a lot of times that I'm asking a question on some things. Instead of getting the answer to the question, I'm like getting like a five minutes prepared speech around things that are like, uh, broadly related to the question, but like definitely not answering the question. That's things I really don't like because it's we feel like okay, uh, are you listening to me? Yeah. Because I'm listening to you. I'd like to, you to listen to me as well. It's like yeah. we have we we we're, we're we're spending some time together. So let's uh, try to have a good time at first and uh, make sure that I give you useful information. You give me useful information. It's a, uh, a good deal for both of us. So yeah, it's 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 really a matter of uh, do I feel like I get an authentic discussion with the candidate or or not? If you if you were to go back, what would you do differently in the interview processes that you've been in in the past, and would you approach looking for work any differently? I mean, aside from doing less interviews, I think in terms of. Uh, what I've been saying, I've always tried to be authentic and answer to questions. <laughs> uh, not try to, let's say, overtell a story that is not me. It's more about, this is what I've done. This is me. Uh, will it work or not? I feel like you've done that today. I've loved it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's uh, it's uh, the first time I do that kind of thing. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, thanks so much for sharing your story, man. 
The Best Work podcast is produced by the team at Cord. I'd love your advice on how we can make sure the Best Work podcast is having a profound impact on the way we all pursue our best work. Email me at benatcord.co. You can also find a transcript of this conversation, insightful video content and more at cord.co slash insights. Thanks for listening.